I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So as the world becomes more and more global, more and more connected, we all get greater access to investing tools. You know, you no longer need to invest in your local property market. You no longer need to invest in your local stock exchange. You no longer need to just buy your local government bonds. So with more access, with more options, then the question is, what do we need to look out for when we're investing abroad? And that is something that I've been receiving recently. Quite a few friends have asked me about this. You know, I'm not from the States. What I need to look out for when I invest in the US stock exchange? You know, I'm from Thailand. How do I invest in the Singapore stock exchange? You know, I'm looking at buying Australia property, but I'm not from Australia. So what do I do? So today we're going to spend some time to look at three things that you need to look out for when investing abroad. And so good Morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances as well. So today's topic, three things to look out for when you're investing abroad. So this question was uh, first given to me by a Burmese friend that I connected while I was traveling. And it's really cool because it didn't occur to me that this was actually a question. You know, like, yes, I invest in the US. I'm not from the US. I live in, I'm from Singapore. I live in Malaysia. I invest in the States. But it was because I always had access to the US exchange. It's very easy for Singaporeans to open a brokerage and get access to the exchange. And I started investing in the US exchange. I didn't start locally. I didn't, you know, it was just kind of like the first thing that I did. And yeah, so because that's the first thing I did, it didn't occur to me that, hey, you know, investing abroad has its challenges, especially when you're from countries with slightly more limited access you know, and uh, more complicated tax structure, etc., etc. So yeah, kudos to my friend and many people that asked the same question thereafter. So because the world is getting so connected these days, you have access to so many different kind of tools to invest in, to, you know, manage your money, to, you know, try to reap more returns, right? That's everyone wants to do that. Everybody wants to make returns when they're investing, huh? Whoever that tell you returns don't matter, you can go and give them one tight slap, you know, ask them why are they investing? <laughs> but yes, returns matter and everybody wants to make more money investing, and that's why some people, they will invest in emerging markets. You know, emerging markets are like third world countries or countries that are just younger in the, in the process of growth, you know, which is uh, very synonymous with the ASEAN region, right? A lot of uh, financial people look at the ASEAN region as emerging markets. So yeah, some people like that. And if you like that, cool. If you're around here, cool also. If you're not, it's fine too. Depending on your palate, most people tend to invest locally. Most people tend to invest locally because they feel that they understand the market locally, which is not not wrong per se, but if you 
open your eyes and you know broaden your perspectives you will see that oh there are certain markets that are you know maybe even more exciting or uh, has historically performed better than your local exchange you know so in any case if you decide to invest abroad if you decide that you know i i'm done locally i want to look further for opportunities I think there are some things that you need to look out for and today we're going to talk about three of them. And the first thing we're going to talk about is a foreign exchange rate risk. So foreign exchange rate risk is very, very real, um, especially if you went through a time of the Asian financial crisis, you know, where the, where the Thai baht came crashing and, uh, and the ringgit came crashing and the Filipino peso came crashing. Everyone came crashing. <laughs> To give you some added perspective, the Thai baht, you know, at that point in time in the 90s was packed to the US dollar at 25 baht to 1 US. And after the crisis came out to 56, which means <laughs> you lost half your value. You know, for every baht that you, you held, it halved. So even if your investment doubled, you know, you, you, you are at best, you know, you didn't make a loss. But how many how much how many investment tools double in a in a given period it it takes a longer time than that and you know all these things they are not unique to just emerging markets right just look at brexit brexit send the pound down whew, free fall right pound is so cheap today the pound came down by 20% just because the people voted to do Brexit and leave the EU. So this is a is a real thing, especially in in current times where a lot of things are very choppy. So we got to be very aware of foreign exchange rate risk. And I had friends who experienced um, investing in the Philippines property market, which they made money, but the pesos came down. So ultimately, they lost money because over time the peso got depreciated. So although you know, foreign rate exchange risk is not limited to emerging market, but emerging markets tend to be more volatile in terms of their currency. So developed economies are much less risky in terms of foreign exchange rate risk. But also developed economies tend not to have that kind of growth, right? So ultimately, it's really about being aware that there is such a risk and there is such a challenge when you're choosing, you know, the tool that you're going to do. And personally, I invest in a U.S. stock exchange. You should know by now. And yeah, it's a lot simpler because it's a lot more regulated. Um, the currency is relatively stable. Y- yeah, you, you get the idea. Of course, uh, there are a lot of issues with the U.S. economy and a lot of discussion about devaluing its currency, etc., etc. Fair, right? So ultimately, no one is spared from exchange rate risk. No one is spared from exchange rate risk. But developed economies tend to, you know, be less affected by exchange rate risk. So this is something that you definitely need to be aware about, right? Be aware about it and be conscious about it. So it can inform your investment decision and ultimately, yeah, you can make a choice. Which brings me to my second point. Second thing you need to look out for is political stability. Because political stability in a particular country that you're investing it's going to affect the economy. It's going to affect the exchange rate risk, right? So one of the key factors where a country is stable, you know, in terms of their exchange rate is that they're stable politically, right? So you, you look at Brexit, right? They're not stable politically. They want to change. They want to leave the EU. This is a huge thing, you know? 
it is like you you are part of a gang then now you say you want to quit you know or you're, you're part of the student union and you know you are like the vice president of the student union or the president of the student union and you say you want to quit you know you get the idea it is a huge thing all right so when when the country is not politically stable it the exchange rates the exchange rate goes on you know a roller coaster ride so you want to look for countries that are politically stable it is cool to invest in you know emerging markets it is interesting to invest in upcoming economies cool but the baseline is they need to be politically stable you look at venezuela you look at bolivia you know you look at you know myanmar you look at within the region you know because of political instability the currency is always moving so much so that some countries forego their own currency and use the us dollar or or use the yuan or use the whatever you know that they use so you definitely want to be extremely aware about Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promo rate for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com you know the political you know climate of where you're investing you don't need to understand the whole political structure how things are going etc etc but you need to be able to observe that you know maybe in the next 5 years to 10 years to you know 20 years is a bit far but imagine in the next 5 to 10 years there shouldn't be some uprising in this country there shouldn't be you know um some massive change you know in the country You, you get the idea, right? It's like Hong Kong. You look at Hong Kong now. My goodness, do you want to invest in Hong Kong now? I don't know because the Hong Kong dollar is going to go go on a frenzy roller coaster ride in the next five years. I can double down and confirm with you that there will be no political stability in Hong Kong in the next five to ten years, right? The the Chinese will want to have control because rightfully by law, you know, the 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 place of Hong Kong has been returned to the Chinese. Right, but the Hong Kong people don't feel that way. The Hong Kong people want to have, you know, their independence. They want to have that kind of freedom, you know, and and that is for them to discuss. But because of this, there is no political stability in the country. There will be no business prosperity, and you will experience a very choppy economy and very very volatile exchange rate. Right. So the same goes for Britain. If Britain is going to leave the EU. You know that there's still you know Boris just won, but yeah, when are they gonna leave? When are they gonna leave? That uh, how are they gonna leave? That's a question. So to the day they leave the EU and actually tie through all these noise and all this, you know, rah um, rah shit, right? You know the pound is gonna go on the roller coaster ride also, right? You you get the idea. <laughs> While you wanna ensure that the country they're investing have a have a stable exchange rate. Right, you also want to make sure that there is political stability in this country because if there is no political stability, chances are, you know, the exchange rate will will move like crazy. Of course, if you are a creditor investor, you understand the market. You will not. Firstly, you will not be listening to me. <laughs> But secondly, if you understand the market, you understand how things go. You you also understand that you you want to make a lot of profit. You need to go in when the There's blood on the street. That's what Dalio said also, right? You wanna you wanna make alpha. You wanna make more than the market. You want to you know you be more profitable than other people investing. You gotta go in when everybody doesn't want it, 
But that would call for a very professional analysis. Like, do you think Hong Kong will stable down? You know, do you, what do you think is the future of Hong Kong? What do you think is the future of Britain? Can Britain survive post-EU, right? So all these are questions that takes a lot, a lot of caliber and a lot of capacity to, to then make a bet, right? It's, it's really much more like a bet than investing, right? So, yeah, if, if you are, you know, average Joe, just trying to be smarter with your money, trying to be more financially literate, then you want to maybe avoid countries that are going through a political instability. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make life easier for you. Yeah? You will not have an emotional roller coaster while investing in a place where it's really choppy. Yeah, remember that. Which brings me to my third point. Right? You need to understand the legislation of the foreign land. And yes, many people, they will learn about the buying process, how to buy, what are the requirements, but they don't get check huh, how much to sell, how to sell. But you know, a lot of people want to start their own startups, right, start their own business. They all know how to register a company, but nobody understands that closing a company is much more complicated. Right? So buying a property, all the salespeople that are trying to get you to buy something, right, they will talk to you all about the buying, but nobody really tells you about the selling. What's going to happen when you sell? What is the post structure? What is the tax structure? What is the legislation of this particular place they're investing when you sell it? Right? So one of the examples are like the US tax dividend. The US tax all dividends at 30% straight. Okay, so if the company, the US company gives a dividend of a dollar, 30 cents go to the government. You only receive 70 cents. And you don't even need to bother about, you know, what do you call that? You don't even need to bother about uploading tax or submitting tax because they automatically tax already. <laughs> so by the time the money reaches you, left 70 cents. Huh? You get the idea. And in Australia, right, the non-residents no longer get tax rebate. Right? And, and this has changed since 2018. So you get to see all these different things when you're investing in a particular market. Ultimately, I recommend you not to spread yourself too thin. Right, just choose a few markets that you know you are interested in, and you take time to develop yourself in that market. That will be the best advice, right? You don't want to do a little bit of Hong Kong, do a little bit of the UK, do a little bit of the states. My goodness, unless you are full time or semi full time like myself, that means I spend like maybe half the time investing, half the time doing a podcast. You get an idea. If you are just like working hard, trying to create a good life, you know, trying to manage your money smart. I don't think you want to be investing in too many different spaces, especially if they're foreign. All right? And if you're in a country that doesn't have political stability, doesn't have exchange rate stability, maybe like in Malaysia, where the ring is coming down, coming down, coming down, then you want to invest overseas, right? You want to get some hedge. You want to look at some gold, right? So all these different options are out there. Take your time to understand, but I recommend you to keep to one or two at best, right? Don't go and take too many different tools it's going to be very complicated for you and these are my three points that you should look out for when investing abroad foreign rate exchange risk legislation of the foreign land and political stability if you have if you understand these three things you tend to be a lot more successful when investing overseas right so i welcome any questions and i hope you learned something useful today see ya Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared 
debated and discussed. I hope you will share what you gain with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Email me at financialcoconut at gmail.com or message me on Facebook or join our community telegram. I will do my best to address your questions in a future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.